Hello everybody, wherever you are, wherever you are listening from, I pray God will bless you in Jesus' name. I pray today's um, message will be of great impact to your life, that you won't just hear it and hear the excellency of speech, but it will come with demonstration of God's power in Jesus' name. Now let's have a word of prayer together before we start. Our righteous God in heaven, we appreciate you for this time. We thank you because you have proposed this time to be. And we thank you because you have prepared your servant with your word. We pray and ask that the entrance of your word will bring light to every hearer in Jesus' name. And I pray you make every heart to be simple so that there will be quick understanding of your word in Jesus' name. And Lord, let your word come with grace that at the end, O oh God, we will receive the practicality of your word in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Today we'll be looking at um, a two-word topic and um, that's as you've seen in the podcast the title of the podcast or the um, adverts around is titled Peter's Ship and uh, my text will be taken from the book of Luke chapter 5 from verse 1 all through to verse 11 I do hope, pray you read with me so that you will see what God has for you. And I pray the Holy Spirit will grant us understanding of your word in Jesus' name. Luke chapter 5. I read the King James Version. It says, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake Gennesaret and saw two sheep standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them, and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep, and let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night, and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their nets break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so that they began to sink. Now, when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all that were with him at the draught of the fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to the land, they forsook all and followed him. 
May God grant us understanding of his word in Jesus' name. So, I though this, the title sounds Peter's Ship, but we are not just looking at um, the design of a ship or the construction of Peter's Ship. We are looking at the lessons we we'll learn from that account of Peter, of Jesus preaching and teaching on while on Peter's ship. And that's what we are concentrating on today. Um, this account is one of the is the only explicitly explained um, account of this event because if you check out other accounts like the book of uh, Matthew, the book of Mark, you know, they just gave uh, a, a very brief summary. I call it a very brief summary because it doesn't capture the story at all. Okay? You just have them saying that um, Jesus saw two fishermen and um, he told them, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And people would have thought that, oh, how did this happen? Now we just see two people fishing carrying out their business and you just say follow me and they just follow and um you know in my country they will say it it must have been jazz you know you must have you know um made them dummies you must have turned them into dummies you must have captured their minds you know through spiritual means for them to just follow you two grown-up men to just follow you leave their work and follow you to um go about your own business but this really tells us that it was it was more than just saying follow me and i'll make you fishers of men there were some other preceding events that occurred before that statement and we can see um clearly that there is one major word i can ascribe to these events and that word is favor god's favor now the bible says Jesus came and saw two ships. Now, one was belonging to Peter, one was belonging to Andrew, and the, the sons of Zebedee, who, who were partners with Peter. The question I often we ask myself is, why would God um, just choose Peter's ship? What's special? And that brings me to the passage of the scripture that says the race is not for the swift, neither the battle for the strong, nor favor to men of skill, but time and chance happens to them all. So the Bible says, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy on, and compassion on whom I will have compassion on. Therefore, he also have favor on whom he will have favor on. So God just decided to choose Peter. Um, but we'll see some characteristics that also um, made him to choose Peter later on as we continue in today's study, um, which are the characteristics that when any individual, any child of God, any servant of God uh, um, possesses, he attracts the same favor of God. Now, Jesus saw that uh, one of those sheep, that there may be other sheep, uh, around okay in all that parts of the sea because i doubt if it's only it was just those um uh, peter and andrew that were fishing in that big sea there may have been others there may have been others that came while they started and then maybe after catching one or two fishes they left 
some maybe they didn't catch anything all through the night and they left in disappointment before that time there may have been some that endured with peter and the rest you know till that time but jesus didn't visit their boat but jesus visited that of peter and favored them you see the favor of god is something every man should crave for in life because the favor of god attracts blessings we can see the end of towards the end of that uh, account that they enclose a mult, a great multitude of fishes great not just multitude it didn't just happen that after jesus um had an encounter with them that they just you know filled one basket with fishes they would have been grateful that would have been a good game that would have been a good um, uh, 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 reward for their time the time spent over the night i don't know if they usually get up to a basket but jesus in order to show them the, the, the extent of his power the extent of his favor and his blessings he gave them without uh, you know being stingy about it he said he, he, he let down your nets to this area and then they enclose a multitude of fishes so much that the nets they've been using for quite some time the thing the net broke their ship, a whole ship was filled with fishes that they had to fill up all that ship and it wasn't still enough. That's the extent Jesus can go when he wants to favor a man, when he wants to bless somebody. You know, look at the account of, of, of Joseph. The account of Joseph, uh, you know, shows part of God's favor. And Joseph found favor in the sight of his father, first of all. The father loved him. That's favor. The favor of God translated to man. And Joseph also found favor in the sight of Potiphar and his household. And after Potiphar casted him to the prison, he found favor in the sight of the the warder, the person in charge of the prison. And then when he was released from the prison, he found favor in the sight of Pharaoh the king that made him prime minister that's what the favor of god can do daniel and uh, and another account found favor in the sight of the the prince of the eunuchs and then he demanded that they give him cucumber and and all those other things that made them 10 times better than their equals and he found favor in his sight found favor in sight of nebuchadnezzar and 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 other people uh, that mattered in the land of babylon that's favor Mary found favor in the sight of God and she became the, the, the though she wasn't the only virgin in the land, but she came, became the virgin that could, that brought forth Jesus. That's favor of God. Samuel found favor and Jesus also while he was on earth, while growing up, he found favor in the sight of God and in the sight of man. That's the favor of God. God is a God of favor. He, he, he grants favor. Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 19 verse 12, the king's wrath is as a roaring of a lion, but his favor is as dew upon the grass. His favor is as dew. It's soothing. You know how dew is on, 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 upon the grass? After the grass has experienced dryness during the day, and the grass looks forward to that midnight, that early morning dew that soothes the grass, that, you know, that helps it to retain its color. That's the favor of God. That's how it is. It relieves you. It gives you that freedom. That's freedom from 
problems, freedom from stress. It's it it, it makes you forget your 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 struggles and your toys and your sufferings. Look at Peter and the rest that toyed all night and they caught nothing. And the reward they got after encountering Jesus was would have made them forget all the toys they had all night. That's the favor of God. The favor brings blessings. The favor brings access, access, access to 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 great places to to be before kings. That's the favor. Esther had access to King Ahasuerus when she wanted to seek the 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 the, the rescue of the children of Israel. When she wanted to plead for the children of Israel that were about to go extinct. She found favor in the sight of King Ahasuerus. She found favor in the sight when he was about to choose a queen. Favor grants you access. Favor grants you blessings. But there are various categories of favor. Even though God gives favor, there are various categories of favor. I was I remember discussing with somebody um, sometime this year, and we were just giving account of small you know businesses that are booming right now that are really making waves in the in the land making waves in the country making waves internationally and you realize if you if you settle down to listen to the accounts of these stories you know these businesses how it all started you discover that some people while some people are struggling and looking for loan to start their businesses and looking for investors and looking for grants to start their businesses despite their very bright ideas the ideas that if they bring it to life bring it to reality it will yield a lot of money but some of those ideas are extinct now they are they are just lying idle some are even in the grave because there was no no helper and favor brings about a helper and we you know there are some businesses i've heard that they started up just from nowhere somebody just comes and asks um how much will it cost for you to start a business do you have a business idea and the person just says yes I, or some of them didn't even have a business idea at the time and then because they got the opportunity they quickly went to search for a business idea and before you know the, the person was willing to sponsor the business and then you know the business now has become a multinational business just from that lead to help assistance that was given to them i know of the account of a business a a, a brand agency a graphic designer and brand branding agency that started as a result of someone trying to just brand his company he needed to brand his company to do some designs for his company and then he, he could have gone to hire the services of an or an existing company already but he had you know that there, there was he, he, his friend has a had a cousin you know or a nephew rather that was into graphic design and he had to he asked the the, the nephew now that how much will it take for you to start a design agency because we need an agency to to brand our business to design for us so and we don't want just we don't just want to contract it out we want you to establish a branding and design agency so that you can now offer us the service you know and that was it 
he, he, he gave him a figure thinking that um, you know that figure was going to be too large for him you know expecting half of it and the man gave him even more than that figure he requested and he started the company he rendered the service to the the, the person as as partners and he since then has been rendering services to other businesses that need such service branding and design and now it's a it's, it's, it's a multi-million dollar company that's favor and there are categories of favor in the book of first kings chapter 11 verse 19 it says and Hadad found great favor in the sight of pharaoh so that he gave him to wife the sister of his own wife the sister of tapines the queen but what i want to pick there is the bible says and Hadad found great favor so there is what we call great favor there are favors there are little favors there are favors here and there just a little here a little there and you just borrow this and borrow that can you help me with um a thousand dollars and somebody helps you with that can you help me with um you know a hundred bucks and someone helps you with that can you help me with 200 naira you know and 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 on and on like that those are little favors can you just give me a lift to this place but there's what we call great favor when you receive you know uh, uh, something that is not naturally not for your level something that is naturally beyond you but you are giving such a thing that is great favor and then there is another kind of favor the bible says in Luke, book of luke chapter 2 verse 51 luke chapter 2 verse 51 it says and jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with god and man so jesus while he was here on earth he wasn't just favored by God, he increased in favor with God and man. So there is great favor and there is increasing favor, which is what we should aim at today. And I pray God will set us on that pedestal, set us on that path of increasing favor in Jesus' name. But how do we get this favor? Bible says, I'll have mercy on whom I'll have mercy on. But he also gives us an access, an avenue whereby we can also command God's mercy. We can also uh, uh, receive God's mercy. Even though you have mercy on whom you have mercy on, yet he has made available for us to receive his mercy. He said, anytime we need the mercy, he says, let us now come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. Now, we don't need to wait for him to have mercy on whom he have mercy on. You know, when you listen to some people's account of salvation, you discover that some people got saved not because they wanted to get saved. Some people got saved because, you know, while they were busy doing, carrying out their work, some people got saved while they were, you know, not even interested. And God visited them. They had a divine visitation from God. You know, they had an encounter with God and that led to their salvation. Why some people have, you know, there are many other people that are not interested in salvation and they are wallowing in their sins. But that's not all. God has also created an access whereby we can receive salvation without waiting for him to do some special effect, without waiting for the light from above to strike us, on, to, to, to shine on us on our way to Damascus. God has created this avenue. He says, if any man, uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If any man comes to him, to them he gives power. If any man believes in him, to them he gives power. He gives power to become the sons of God. 
even as many as believe on his name so the same way god has made that that there are things we can do there's a system in the kingdom whereby if we fulfill some some obligations if we fulfill some laws in the in in this in in the kingdom we attract the favor of god and we'll use the account of peter to you know look at some of these things look at what would be in our lives that would attract the favor of god number one god's favor is attracted to an empty heart an empty heart the bible says in that book of um, uh, uh, luke chapter 5 it says that and jesus while you know passing by he saw two ships and then that wasn't all the bible recorded that those ships were empty he said then he saw two ships standing by the lake but the fishermen were gone out of them and they were washing their nets okay so those ships were empty when your heart is empty your heart is like that that ship when your heart is empty you 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 attract god's favor and what do i mean by being empty it's not full of cares of this life number one it's not full of itself it's not full of self when your heart is full of itself god can jesus cannot come in to bring his favor the Bible says, I, I have not come to, to save those that are healed, but those that are sick. The Bible gave account of the, the, the two people that went to pray in the temple, and one was boasting, saying, thank God, I am not like this man. I, 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 I give my tithe, I give arms and all that. He was full of himself. But Jesus Christ said, the other man, he wouldn't even look lift up his face he said forgive me O lord i'm a sinner i'm not worthy to be in your presence and the bible says that man went home justified why the other one that was full of himself went home the same way when our hearts are empty before god he comes in we attract his favor the bible says i the lord God boasted of himself. He gave him, he called himself names. And he says, I dwell in the high and lofty place with them that are of a contrite heart and a humble spirit. So an empty heart attracts the favor of God. Number two is a large heart. Now, Jesus went to the boat and saw two frustrated fishermen washing their nets because they toyed all night. They kept wake, they kept vigil all night to, to go about their business, only for them to come back with nothing. Imagine going to work, going to, to, to sell in the market, going to your place of business, and throughout the day, you were not able to make, you know, to, 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 to make one single sale. And then you come back, imagine the frustration, imagine the pain, imagine the sadness, imagine the anger. And within that, or within those emotions, 
Jesus Christ came, a man that Peter knew not, a man that Peter was not attached to, associated with at the time, a man that Peter was not related with, a man that wasn't even an expert, uh, you know, fisherman. Physically, a man that, you know, didn't even come to offer help, came and said, can you, you know, and he entered his boat without even permission. And he said, can you, and he even gave him an extra work and said, can you trust the boat a little to the sea so that I can have space? People will not come, you know, rushing on me or, or overcrowding me. I can, I can have a platform where I'll preach from and minister to these hungry souls. And Peter had a large heart, an accommodating heart. A heart accommodating enough to accommodate Jesus that wouldn't even give him solution to his problem. That wouldn't even ask how he was. I would even ask if he, he made any sales that day and comes requesting for his service, requesting for his, his business, to saying, can you give me your business? Can you give me your, your skill? Can you give me your, your, your might, your, your strength? And such a heart attracts the favor of God. No wonder Jesus was attracted to Peter's boat first. Another type of heart that attracts the favor of God is a humble heart. A humble heart. No doubt Peter was humble enough to host Jesus while he was preaching. And believe you me, that teaching wasn't a 5 minutes teaching. I'm sure it wasn't a 10 minutes teaching. It was a teaching that must have lasted for quite some time. And Peter that, you know, that... I've wasted already some precious time over the night washing his net. Would have loved to go home at least. Go and do some better things at home. But he had to wait for Jesus to, to finish his teaching. That's humility. And then Jesus gave him an advice and said, after the teaching, he said, cast your net to this place. And then he, he was going to object, but he said, nevertheless, at your word, will do it. That's humility. Someone that is not, he, 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 Jesus didn't come as, a, as, as an experienced fisherman. He came to preach, to teach. So what does a teacher, a preacher know about fishing? But all the same, Peter obeyed because he perceived that this was a man of God. So a humble heart attracts the favor of God. A liberal heart. A heart that gives. Peter gave his, his platform, his sheep as a platform for Jesus to minister the gospel. Peter gave his strength, pushing the sheep, trusting it a little into the, into the river, the sea, for Jesus to be able to minister the gospel for the work of the kingdom. That's a Libra heart. And you see, when, when his net broke, he also called his partners. He didn't keep it alone. He didn't try to do it alone. He also spread the blessing to other sheep. That's a Libra heart. No wonder Jesus chose his boat, his, his sheep first. An obedient heart is another type of heart that attracts the favor of God. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 33, Hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gate, waiting at the post of my doors. 
For whoso findeth me findeth life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. When you find this instruction and you obey it, you obtain favor from the Lord. When you keep doing His will, you obtain favor from the Lord. No doubt, David was called the man after God's heart. David found favor in the sight of God because he was obedient. He kept to God's word. He hid it in his heart. He esteemed the word of God more than his daily necessary meats. And when God sees such a heart, such an obedient heart, the favor of God is attracted to that heart. And finally, a consecrated heart. Jesus already knew that this heart would be consecrated to me if I can just show him a glimpse of my of my blessing, of my glory, of my power. And that's why we have, despite the enclosure of fishes, Peter could have said, wow, maybe this was a, a, a mistake. But Peter would have said, Jesus, can you be coming, you know, fortnightly or daily, you know, just to show me, just to preach. Then after preaching, at least you show me where I should cast my net and then I will enclose multitude of fishes. I wouldn't have to waste my time. Can you just come just for my business? I, I need you for my business. No. Though Peter saw such miracle in his business, yet when Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men, or a fisher of men, Peter forsook all and followed Jesus. No wonder Jesus Christ said, no man, having forsaken father and mother, houses and lands and everything, for my sake, he will receive it more than he forsook. He will receive more portion than he forsook. These are the kinds of hearts that attracts the blessings of God. The kinds of hearts that attracts the favor of God, which in turn brings about the blessings of God. Have you searched your heart today? You have a, an empty heart, or is your heart full already? Is your heart too full that it cannot accommodate the Lord Jesus? It cannot accommodate the favor of God? Is your heart too full of religion? Is your heart too full of tradition? Is your heart too full of mundane things of this earth? Is your heart too full of cares of this life? that is choking the word of God. No wonder the word cannot germinate, let alone for someone to obey the word because it cannot even stay. It cannot bring forth roots. Is your heart large enough to accommodate the favor of God? Or do you have a shallow heart? You are hostile. You are hostile towards people. The Bible says, in the last, in the, in that day, you would say unto some people, "Depart from me. You saw me hungry and you didn't feed me. You saw me thirsty and you gave me water. You saw me naked and you didn't clothe me. You saw me homeless and you didn't shelter me." And they will ask, "When did we see you this and we didn't do it?" And he said, "If you didn't do it for any of these little ones, you have also not done it for me. Whatever you do to any of these little ones, my children." You have done it for me. 
That's a heart. But if you have a heart that is large enough to accommodate people, to accommodate the problems of people, to the bless, to the best of your ability, and God sees that if you have more, you will give more. The favor of God will be attracted. Joseph, despite the fact that he was in prison, in prison for what an offense he didn't commit because he was framed. Yet, he was in that prison and he was still, you know, with his large heart to accommodate those that were prisoners, that were in prison for something they did. And he said, let me interpret. Why is your countenance like this? His heart was large enough to notice the countenance of fellow prisoners. And he said, tell me your dream and I, 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 I will interpret it for you. And that led him to his promotion later. You have a large heart. Do you have a humble heart? Are you full of pride? When the word of God comes to you and gives you an instruction, do you resist? When an instruction is coming from a man of God, probably older than you or someone that came to the faith much later than you, do you receive it with all humility when God speaks? Do you have a liberal heart, a giving heart, a heart that gives? Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. Bible says a liberal soul shall be made fat. Do you have a liberal heart? A giving heart? Do you have an obedient heart? How many instructions of the Lord have come to you that you have resisted? How many instructions have you resisted? And sometimes God will not go further than your last state of obedience. And is waiting for you to obey so that it can take you higher. It can, it can bless you further. It can favor you the more. You can increase in favor. You have a consecrated heart. Are the blessings of God all that you seek for? Neglecting the kingdom of God? The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Peter was after the kingdom of God. Things that support the kingdom. Sometimes it's just it's just you part of seeking the kingdom of God is you giving of your materials, giving of your wealth, giving of your strength to support the work of God, supporting a mission work, supporting a good cause, supporting a ministry that is you know that's working for God. That's sometimes that is part of seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness then all the things, even much more than you could have achieved on your own, will be added unto you. But beyond all this, the hearts, all these things won't be possible. All these kinds of hearts will not be possible without a clean heart. The psalmist says, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Once you have a clean heart, that is the first point of call to attracting the blessings of God. The Bible says in Psalm 5, verse 12, For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor, without compass him, as with a shield. The Lord is ready to favor you this month, this day. And all that he wants from you is for you to have a clean heart. 
If any man shall purge himself of this, the Bible says, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use. It is time to receive the favor of God. But for us to receive the favor of God, we need to humble our hearts. We need to humble ourselves. We need to ask for a cleansing today. Ask for Him to search your heart. The psalmist says, Search me, O God. And He says, Search me, because He understands that who can understand, understand His error? That's why I say, Cleanse down me from secret faults. There may be a secret fault that is resisting the favor of God. This is search me, O God, and know my heart today. And know my heart, because the heart of man is desperately wicked. Try me, O God, and know my thoughts. See if there be some wicked ways in me. And if there are some wicked ways, the favor of God cannot come. It's time to say, Father, favor me. The Bible says in Psalm 102 verse 13, For thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion, for the time to favor her. Yea, the set time is come. The time is come today. Don't let this moment pass you by. The time has come for you to enter into that realm of favor, where you begin to move from favor to great favor, and you increase in favor, like Joseph, like Daniel, like Jesus, like Samuel. And Samuel had favor in the sight of God, and God didn't allow any of his word to fall to the ground. And Moses found favor to God, with God. And God says, Who is like my servant Moses, whom I speak to mouth to mouth, face to face? And Mary found favor with God, and the angel said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, because you have found favor among women. It's time to favor us now, Lord. Let your favor come upon us, O God. Supply us with your favor. Whatever will stand as a resistance to your favor, Father, take it away. We break every fallow ground right now. We break every fallow ground. Have mercy upon Zion. Have mercy upon Zion. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon the Israel of God. For it is time to favor us. Lord, the set time is here to favor us. I pray God favors everyone under the sound of my voice. I pray the favor of God will locate you. I pray you begin to walk in realms of favor. I pray you begin to walk in abundance of favor. I pray you begin to grow from favor to favor. In the mighty name of Jesus. God bless you.